Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of Every Little Bit Counts. This is Fawn Town, and this week I wanted to talk a bit. It's an idea that popped up while I was driving in the car, and it's our children being allowed access to social media, having a cell phone, that type of conversation. And I'm sure there's going to be a handful of people that disagree with my perspective, but I felt it was important to share my perspective, my insights on it to allow you to consider maybe something outside of what you're currently doing or go about your merry way and do it as you are planning to manage social media with your children. So to get into that a bit, I have a, I have two teenagers. One is in middle school and the other one is in high school. And I hear parents who mention that they absolutely do not allow their kids to have access or get onto social media. Some of them are restricted and not allowed to have a mobile phone. My perspective on that varies. We have provided our children with mobile phones around fifth, sixth grade in elementary. In one school we went to junior high was seventh grade. The other school we went to junior high was uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. So the schools varied a little bit. But one of them was to be able to access and get a hold of them for pickups if they're staying with friends and hanging out after school. We have tracking on it so we could see where they are and we have the ability to reach them. So that was one of the designing factors for allowing our kids to have mobile phones at the age that we did. They were allowed to become social. They have messaging with friends. My daughter got onto TikTok, things like that. And just wanting to explain why we've allowed that. And it really comes down to educating our kids on how to be appropriate, how to help them navigate inappropriateness from others, being pursued by, especially having a teenage daughter, people trying to persuade her to meet up or being um, making comments to her that are inappropriate, sexual. I will say it and I don't want to, but has she received DP pics? Yes, she has. Um, But teaching her how to manage and handle those situations. And I, I think sometimes We want to protect our children, not allow them to experience and see what happens in day-to-day life. Although, if we think about what's happening with teenagers and the conversations they're having at school with friends, things that they're getting exposed to in school, I think some would be surprised on how mature and the mature situations that they are actually dealing with in their lives already as teens. So 
I think personally, my husband and I are on the same page as on this topic is if we are allowing them to experience teaching them, guiding them, having conversations with them, being open with them, checking in with them is very important because if they are getting picked on and they're becoming depressed, not sure how to handle it, that could be a detriment. So it's very important to be checking in, ensuring that we're having conversations, ensuring that they're sharing and discussing with us. Because I think if you don't, one, they're doing things behind your back. Two, you're just kind of restricting and limiting that open conversation. Because if you're allowing them and showing them that you respect them and that you have trust in them, you're developing an open, trusting relationship with your child. And another thing to consider is when your children... If you are saying, oh, when you're an, an adult, 18 or 16, when you get your driver's license or somewhere along that line where you're giving them those accesses, then you don't have the visibility necessarily to helping them navigate. Or they might be already in a place where they don't think to come to you with what they're getting exposed to on social media. So from our perspective, our kids are on social media because of our open conversations, because we have and are expressing a trusting relationship. Our daughter, who's a junior in high school, she will come to us proactively and explain what she saw, what she experienced, whether it be some type of bullying, some type of sexual inappropriateness, you name it, something she sees with drugs, etc. Things that are life experiences, life exposures, it drives and allow us to have those conversations now at these very impressionable years so we can educate them, so that we can show them that we trust them. And if we were to see behaviors where we felt we couldn't trust them or that they were keeping things from us readily and putting themselves in situations that are concerning, then we would have to pivot and figure that out. But as of this point and the handful of years that we've allowed them to sort that out, experience it, understand it, because I have to believe with where the world's going and what people have access to and the things that our, our world is evolving to, they're going to be in that space at some point. And I would rather personally, my husband would rather personally be there along for the ride versus 18 and in college. And they're essentially getting a lot of access to that for the first time. And we're not there to help them navigate and walk through the access and things that they're going to experience when they are exposed to various social media sites. So 
that's a bit of a perspective on things we've considered when deciding whether or not we allow our kids to have mobile phones, access to social media. And again, it's about really creating that relationship with your kids so that you can have those conversations. Because I, I hesitate to believe that by not doing that and that being held for a later point in their life, is going to limit your access and ability to have some of those hardcore conversations that you may have missed had you had them earlier in their high school years and potentially even junior high years. Because our kids are really, really getting exposed to a lot more than we did when we were younger because we didn't have social media. We didn't have all the internet access to the news and all these other things that are going on out there. And the one thing I do like is I do find my, my kids doing productive things. They're out listening to documentaries or factoids or historical content as well. So they leverage it for other self-interests that are productive, healthy, educational, And I can appreciate the aspects of them wanting to choose to access many of those things outside of the social media aspects, which I think is also very important to them progressing and preparing for, you know, college and uh, after college in their professional environment. So I hope you found that fascinating. Again, it's not about necessarily pressuring or saying my way is right, your way is wrong. I think as parents, my husband and I kind of refer to it is having children and raising children is the biggest kind of science experiment we've ever been a part of because we're always trying to think of you know, what would be best for long-term success? What would be best to help them navigate their adult life better based on the time, the accesses, the things that have changed since we were children? So that is how we openly think about and ponder raising our kids. And we attempt to do what we hope and are trying to think that are possibly the best steps for them. I'm sure as we get further along in their adult life, we'll find out if we were successful in any of these choices or not. But we do put a lot of thought into it. We try to think of a lot of different scenarios before we make those decisions. And again, if you think this is not helpful or not something you would ever consider, or it supports something that you're already doing. It's exciting to hear that there's potentially other people that feel the same that we do. And again, I, I respect and honor anyone who thinks differently. So I hope this was helpful. I hope you enjoyed the conversation and hope you enjoy and join me on next week's episode of Every Little Bit Counts.